Hey everybody, welcome to The Ultimate Cargasm. I'm Mike, the automotive junkie, and I'm sitting down. I have a wonderful guest here. Jeff uh, decided to come on and be the inaugural uh, guest <laughs> on, the, on this podcast. So I'm very, very, very uh, special, excited actually. to have you. Jeff's actually um, not only a Mustang guy and a Ford fan, uh, but he's also somewhat of a automotive encyclopedia walking encyclopedia basically of, of that, automotive that's what a few of them have told me it's kind of funny because jeff's the guy that you know when ever a interesting or rare car shows up at a car show and we have no clue what it is we used to say hey jeff what's that and he's like oh that's a one of 20 blah 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 <laughs> and uh and that one's owned by this guy and whoever you know so he he's got the knowledge which is good so um but to get started, we'll talk a little bit about yourself. So if you want to kind of let everybody know who you are sure. and uh, then maybe talk a little bit about um, your health journey. Yeah. Well, I'm 47. I'm Jeff Greenley. I live in Chester County, Phoenixville. Um, awesome area. Um, for the past, I guess, 30 plus years, I've been dealing with a lot of GI, liver issue, had a transplant at age 27, had my large intestine removed at 24. That is a two-part surgery where they remove your large intestine. You have a bag for two to three months and then you go back and have it connected. Uh, that was a hiccup because that two months turned into six because that's when my liver started failing for the first time. Actually, the day they were gonna do the second surgery. Uh, had a dozen people touch me that day, put IVs in, check my temperature, check my weight, blah, blah, blah. And nobody could tell me that my eyes were bright yellow, except the surgeon who was 74 years old at the time. Okay. Um, <laughs> come in and says, you're not getting operated on today. Okay, that's a stretch. And then, you know, even going before that, have, having been diagnosed with colitis at age 16 in 1993, when technology, science, medical issues were that was not talked about it was mm -hmm. not talked about at all you know bowel issues gi issues it was like hidden it was pushed aside you don't talk about yeah that. i feel like even like re like more recently like even crohn's is yes. more of like a recent you know disease or, or diagnosis for people it is coming out more because a lot of people eat processed foods and a lot of it is being woken up by the processed foods at least that's what i've been told what i've been heard from other people and you know you know i'm not gonna i'm no saint i eat crap here and there you know i have a pizza here and there and you know try to stay away from stuff i can't eat you know can't have popcorn haven't had popcorn in 30 some years which really wow. which really okay. stinks you know um don't eat, you know, I don't eat chick I don't eat wings anymore. Had to stop them years ago. So but um, you know, a lot of a lot of medical stuff, um but medicine's getting better, uh technology is getting better, um the support system is getting way better, the doctors are getting better, yeah, and you have more avenues and more treatment options. Um you know, so it's just a matter of things you deal with. You just have to kind of go about with what you have access to. And now in today's avenue, you know, they have so many new drugs to try and, and hopefully it helps things out because I'm still dealing with Crohn's pretty viciously. Some days I'm okay. Some days I'm in the bathroom 15 times, 20 times a day. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, 
we're defined by who we are. We're defined by you know what you, your your journey. And I've always said you play the deck of cards you're dealt. And yeah, I've been dealt a pretty crappy hand at cards for the past two thirds of my life. But you kind of you, you take it and and you work with it. So you know you try to find things to preoccupy yourself. When I was going through my liver failure, I was riding a bicycle constantly, like a mountain bike along the streets and just through Bucks County where I was living when I was younger, when I got diagnosed and stuff, and get my mind off of it. You know, once I had the transplant, I started feeling better, but then the colitis kicked back in and then it turned into Crohn's and, you know, so, you know, but, you know, actually recently I've just celebrated 20 years of my transplant, so. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, it's a big milestone. Pretty, pretty good, and that's supposedly one of the longer ones for Penn, and I can't say enough about Penn. They are angels. Every single person that works there, they are awesome. So, but the, uh, you know, you know, health is one thing, and, you know, you try to do what you can, but you also try to find something to keep your eye, your mind occupied. Hence, when I was younger, when I was sick, I was riding a bike, because if I just sat at home, and I would just, my mind would just think of all the negative things that sure. were going on. So, yeah. you know, and that's kind of why it goes into your, probably your next question about cars or mm -hmm. hobbies and stuff. Yeah. I survived the transplant when I was selling cars for a long time. I bought myself a Mustang, ordered it, waited the six months back in the day because when they came out with the retro style in 05, everybody and their brother right. wanted one. Yeah. Yeah. Very hot. It was, yep. the, it was yep. the, the start of the retro craze. Yeah. Challenger. Camaro, they all went They're, retro. Yeah, they all did it. Um, and then, um, you know, I say, oh, you know, I sold them to a bunch of people, and they, I, I call them up a, a week later. Hey, how's your car working out? This has changed my life. I, 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 I can't leave a gas station for 15 minutes. You know, I've met so many new people. I, I went down to the beach for the week with my wife, and oh, they wanted me in the parade, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like maybe I should <laughs> order one. And sure enough, I put my name in, asked my boss, can I order one? Yeah, you just gotta wait your turn. I'm like, okay, I got nothing to worry about. And this is back in oh. August of 05, I ordered it. Okay. Came in, I guess, the third week of January of 06. It went right to the body shop so they could paint the stripes on it, put okay. the ducktail spoiler on it, put the vinyl stripes on the side, and they already had the exhaust on it when they PDI'd it. And then it took them about two weeks because they had to, they never did one before, so that was kind of a, a first. So it was kind of a guinea pig thing kind of an off-the-books thing, really. Um, there's no work order for it. It's just <laughs> cash and we'll paint the stripes on it for you, but took it home February 2nd, I think it was a Friday night, and I've never had so many eyes on me at one time ever because it was like you were marked because mm -hmm. nobody had stripes on a Mustang in 05 or 06. Nobody in the area, Lansdale, Bucks County, Montgomery County, nobody had done it yet, and everybody was staring at me. Yeah. So it was uh, that was fun. That That's was a fun cool. time. That That's was a very cool. fun time. I I get I know the feeling now too because even I yes. have this 2024 Mustang. Hey, welcome to being, the Mustang group. Being one of the <laughs> early people to have that car and there not being that many of them in the no, area on I, the road. I still don't see any. Like I everywhere I go, one. it's the same thing. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's a new Mustang!" Like mm -hmm. everybody wants to talk about it. So I I totally understand. Oh, they will flag you down. They will yeah. stop you at a gas station. You will not be leaving anytime soon. Be prepared to chat for a little bit you know yeah so. definitely well we'll get more into your car journey sure. in just a moment but yeah. i do want to go back to we were talking a little bit about other hobbies yeah um and yeah. you had mentioned i well obviously you've seen some of the other posts that i've posted mm -hmm. about my watches i've yep. been collecting 
uh, more recently some That's watches. Cool. I, like I, this is a Seiko yeah, with the uh, automatic. Mesh band. Yeah, so with the mesh band. I actually really like this band a lot. Mesh band's um, cool. But you had mentioned, too, that we need to talk a little bit about your watch collection. So maybe at some point we'll do a whole separate video. I'm fine with that. I can bring uh, them all in. On your collection. But tell me a little bit about what is different about your collection or, or some standouts that you have. Um, I think with, if you like cars, you like watches, especially chronographs. Yeah. You know, I'm a chronograph guy. I think every watch I have is a chronograph, except for the, 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 the Garmin um, smartwatch. Though it has a, it has a tag face on it because you can change the faces at, mm -hmm. you know, with a touch of a button on your on your phone. I mean, I got all these little micro brands because micro brands are the hot thing. You know, it's like, everybody goes for, oh, I want a Rolex. No, not for that kind of money. No. I want a, a Breitling or I want a I, IWC or, or whatever, or Hoobla. No, 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 no. Um, micro brands are cool because they limit, they go up to like $500 and, and you're mm -hmm. getting a nice watch for $500. You're, you're not getting tag quality. You're not, I mean, you're not getting tag. You're not getting Rolex. You're not getting that kind of quality, but you're getting something that's going to work. And it's quartz, and you can replace a battery, and it just looks cool. So you know, what do I have in mind? Now, my my pride and joy is my Tag Monaco. I'm um, sorry, my Tag Formula One Golf Edition. My wife got me for Christmas many years ago. Um, I love that watch because I'm a golf junkie. Everything <laughs> I got has golf on it, and that thing I don't wear it often because I don't want to damage it. Yeah, you know? and yeah. then you know, I just I wear it when I do something cool or for going out to a car thing, and I'm like, I'll wear it with. Sure. My golf jacket that I have, the, my matching jacket, because, you know, Steve McQueen. But um, what else you got? You got some uh, really cool brand called Stratton. He, he started his very first watch. He's a guy in Switzerland. He started his first watch um, off a of Kickstarter, and I didn't even know what Kickstarter hmm. was. Like, put $300 in. If you, if you don't get it, you lose the money. I'm like, well, okay, but I'll try it. It was a cool watch. I got it. I'm like, this is really cool. It came with a mesh band. Okay. Um... I was like, okay, now he's on his like 15th watch. His brand is really doing well, and the watches are like, you know, yeah, he has some automatics that are like close to $1,000, but like okay. a lot of them are like 300 yeah. bucks, 400 bucks. If you do it on Kickstarter, it's cheaper. You get in, in the in the pre buy. Um, what else I got? I got um, some Timexes, a, mm -hmm. a couple. Um, Couple really cool Invictas. They're huge. They're they're too big to wear. Yeah, <laughs> they're way too big. They are beefy looking. Uh, um, yeah, a Di Tommaso watch, which has nothing to do with the car, but it's it's a cool looking watch. Uh -huh. um, a company called Live L I V. Um, really cool blue face on it. Okay, um, that's a neat brand. Um, what's another one? Um, oh, a very old Victorinox Andre Agassi watch that I bought when I was selling shoes right out of high school that I bought from a watch shop across in a kiosk across from us. It's it's a little Victorinox watch, single face. He wore it, he, got, he sponsored it. it hmm. It's tennis ball yellow, and I okay. still have it. Um, it's tiny That's compared cool. to today. Yeah, sure, everything is big today. It's yeah. crazy today. Huh. But um, yeah, one day if he wants to, if you want to do a thing on watches, yeah, I'll bring, yeah. I'll we'll, bring we'll them. dive into it. I'll yeah, bring them all cool. in. You could, I don't know how you would do it with the yeah. You could hold it up or something, but I, I bring them all in, in right. a box. And right now, like my collection, I probably have about 10, 15 
watches total. That's cool. And that's a good collection. The majority of them, though, are Timex and and Seikos. Oh, oh, those are great watches. Um, they're they're both great fantastic watches. watches. Great watches. Uh, they they're they're solid brands. Mm -hmm. I think Timex is an amazing value for oh, what sure. you get. Like oh, yeah. the, the watches are just they look fantastic. Yep. They operate really well, and I mean they're they stand the test of time. Like yep. most of their watches, people. From you know, you can find watches out there from the fifties and sixties that are still. Oh yeah, running. still as long as, as, long as you away. replace a battery here or there, yep. like you're totally fine. Uh, and then the Seikos, as far as like the automatics that I have, um, they're amazing. I also have an automatic solar. Or, oh, that's or, cool. Or not automatic. Like it's a solar Seiko that has a battery, so it recharges oh, when you're out, cool. outside and it's getting sunlight, recharges and everything. So it's actually really cool. Um, I don't think I have any order. And their watches. their quality is just unbelievable. Seiko, I think, is like, you know, for, again, watches that are like under the $1,000 range, like yeah. anywhere from, you know, $100 to $1,000 in between there. Uh, most of these watches are like $250, 300 bucks, And that's a know. great value for that. For Amazing value for the money, so. I, I, I miss the one watch I think I probably should have snagged years ago because nobody bought it. They brought back the uh, Ellen Ripley watch from Alien. I think it was, I okay. think it was Seiko. Uh, Seiko and Giugiario, the car designer, they did this funky watch she wore in the original Alien movie. And the plungers were vertical, top and bottom, off oh, of the side. interesting. Okay. And they, they reissued, the original ones are like, yeah. they're worth a lot. But they reissued it, and nobody bought it. And now you can't even buy the reissue one for right. less than four figures. And it's a unique. That's there's, crazy. There's no there's no lights on it. There's no loom, but it's just huh. if you see like it's the Ripley watch, and it's like back, I want to say five six years ago. I didn't even think about it. And they, they were just giving them away at like a hundred and some dollars. And now it's like if the actual number, I think I think oh thirty oh thirty five or oh thirty seven. I can't remember the actual SCD oh thirty seven. I don't know. You have to look it up. Yeah. Um, her actual color, I mean, they have all the colors, but you, if you're going to get, you got to get her watch from the movie because that movie was so epic and scary and just terrifyingly <laughs> crazy for the 80s. But that watch is, that watch and then the other watch that kills me at Costco, of all places. Yeah. Costco sells some really good stuff. If they have it, they have one. I remember going into Costco in Montgomery County and Warrington, and I'm um, sorry, in Montgomeryville when I was working at the dealership just to go get something there for, I think I had to go pick up something. Um, I think guys, I, want, I think I wanted lunch or something. I forget. I don't okay. know what I was doing. And I always look at the watches and there is a Tag Heuer Monaco Steve McQueen edition. Oh. And it was sitting, I'm like, what is this doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and they wanted 5484, which that's a lot of money for a watch. I, I could never do that. Yeah. I could never do that for a watch, you know, yeah. put that towards a car or whatever. But it was gone. I, I think I went back like a week later. It was gone. Sure. Someone found it. Sure. That watch today is worth like eight wow. grand. Because yeah. it was his, it was a blue face with a silver stripe down the center, uh, huh. wide and then two thin stripes because it was the actual McQueen edition um, for him. And it's just like, that's the watch that you know got away but it is funny like the difference in like certain watches even like you said the reissues like timex does a ton of reissues which are really oh, that's cool. pretty cool and they do like these retro remakes but some of them yeah it's like they only do a limited amount of them and once they sell out they sell They're out gone, and then right? literally like you know like right now there's there's actually a marlin that they have timex marlin it's a panda chronograph 
Oh, cool. Black that and white. That looks awesome. Awesome. It's, and it's got like the cool Roman numerals. So yeah, like yeah, the yeah. 12, uh, the 3 and the and the 6 are, yeah. are, are the 3 and the 9 are all like old font. Like it's really oh, cool. Really cool. Um, right now, they already sold out on the website. They were like <laughs> 179 Now they're worth And now you can't even seem to find them. So like I have a feeling that that watch in the future is probably going to be at least the five six hundred dollar wow. type thing. So, well, what's your opinion on the um, on the on the uh, Seiko? Oh, not the Seiko. The uh, the Swatch um, Moon Swatch. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 oh the, God, the, the Omega. Um, oh, the Omega. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, geez. So it's for so three hundred dollars. It's pretty cool. For three hundred bucks, it's it is cool because it really looks like uh -huh. what is it? The Speed Timer. Speedmaster. Speedmaster. Speed yeah. Speedmaster. Yep. It looks just like it. So like I think. If you had it on and most people just glanced at it, they would almost think that it was that. Um, I think it's a cool idea because I just letting it's people definitely in. Definitely a cool look. Um, they're getting in. They're, they're letting people get into a an Omega. Right. Yeah. For very right, inexpensive yeah. money, even though it's swatch. Yeah. But I think it's just a slick idea. Yeah, I I think it's interesting. I mean, I've seen them out there. I don't know. Would you buy one? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to see. I have never even seen now, one if up close. I, if, actually, so I did look. Sold out so I looked online at a couple of them, and so they did like all the planets, all the right? different planets. Yes. So there's like different colors and everything. I think what's but what's I think the, the one moon the moon is, is the one what it, that's what everybody wants, right? Because right? that looks the like the moon is the one. one that looks like the real one. Yeah, so okay. it's like you know whatever it's called, Journey to the Moon or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. That would be the one if I was going to get one. I would definitely want that one because that that seems to be the one that is the most desirable. Yeah. So, but I don't know how many they actually produced. Supposedly I they're not see them out there from time to time. Supposedly there's no limit to them. So all the people that paid three, four times the value of it, there was no value because they made so many of them. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, they specifically not limited them because they wanted yeah. everybody to be able to buy one. You know, unlike a, a Rolex or you know, yeah, or you know, a Richard <laughs> Meal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six good, figure good watches. Luck. Yeah. Good luck in the yeah. <laughs> But sure. yeah, we'll definitely do one on the watches because that'll be a fun time. Awesome. That'll well, that was fun very... chatting about that. Yeah. So uh, what we'll do now is we'll dive into a little bit of your automotive journey. Um, so the first question that I have is when it comes to the automotive journey is like, what was the first car that you learned to drive on? Well, I've only really owned a few cars because selling cars for so long, I had a dealer demo. So I didn't need to own a car. They even told me to get rid of my original car when I got hired. Um, it was a 1986 Nissan 200SX hatchback rear-wheel drive. Okay. That was my first car. My dad got it for me for $500. It needed a motor, so we had to swap another motor. And he's a mechanic. He's in his 80s. He still works on cars. He's incredibly smart. And when it comes to cars, he can fix anything. So, but that was the deal. You know, he would buy the first car then, but I have to insure it. My own insurance at 16, which was not cheap when you're mm -hmm. 16. Well, actually phrase that 17 years old because I actually didn't get my license till I was 17 because I just didn't want it I wasn't plus, okay. I, plus I was not feeling well I was that's when I first got diagnosed with colitis and gotcha and you know I was still riding a bike and I'm like you know I don't really need it yet but I wanted it for a senior so I could drive to sure. school every day yeah. and yeah. as a senior in high school <laughs> and and have early dismissal so I can get out early at one o'clock which yeah. was great but that was a car I learned to drive on okay um you know and rural drive as you know you have to really know what you're doing. I didn't know what I was doing and, you know, had a couple screw ups and had to learn how to, you know, change a tire, do change your oil and all that. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. him being a mechanic, you, I had to learn how to do that anyway, because, you know, you're expected to know how to do that. 
So, but once I started selling cars, that car went. I wonder where that car is today. I wish I had the VIN number because I'd love to. Interesting. Yeah, I'd right. love to see where the. If it's still out there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, see if it's running because yeah. it had like yeah. 180 some thousand miles when I had it. And, I know. And I wish it was a little easier to track nah, cars. Yeah, I you wish, know, like that would be been, fun. That yeah. would be really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the next car I bought was the Mustang in okay. 2006. So that was the only the second car I ever owned. And um, now I have uh, had to get a couple fusions once the dealership got bought out. And I had to turn my demo in. So I had a Fusion Energy plug-in, which mm -hmm. was great because it got like 40 miles per gallon. Then I got a second one, at least it, because, you know, people bash leasing. Leasing's actually good if you don't drive a lot or if you just want to have a new car every couple years. Yeah. Because... It's all fixed. Everything's fixed. The payment's fixed. The rate's fixed. Everything's fixed. And you have a warranty. You can just, as long as you don't go crazy on mileage, right. you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Um, now I have a Ford Maverick, which is a really cool little truck. Yeah. I, that's a really And you cool. have the hybrid Maverick, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So it's getting so, 43 wow. miles yeah. per gallon in a little so truck. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's pretty it's, neat. It's, it's interesting because I know like the, the hybrids or, you know, they were really hard to get for a while. I, got I think they're still hard to get. Yeah. Even if you order one now, it's it's taken way longer than expected oh, just yeah. because of the, the, the demand. technology and the demand well, they, to get the hybrid engines. It's like... Well, they, they thought it would be the other way around. They thought people would want the EcoBoost at... They figured it would be like 65 70% EcoBoost take rate versus 30% hybrid. And it was completely the opposite. Wow. It was 70, 65, 70% hybrid and 30%, 35% EcoBoost. Wow. I mean, um, uh, yes, that's yeah, what, yeah. EcoBoost, yeah. And um, so they totally messed up the, the thought. And that's why I couldn't get them. Um, but luckily, my old coworker called me and said somebody didn't pick one up. I know you were waiting for one because I had been keeping my, fu my Fusion lease extended forever. Uh, and then one popped in. And I went over and looked at it, and not loaded with everything that I would want, but right. it's blue. But it has to be blue. <laughs> All the cars have to be blue, unless right. unless unless it's a different car, and then we'll get into that later. Okay, you know, gotcha, so, gotcha. But um, you know, those those are the only cars I've ever owned, really. So yeah. you know, everything else nice. was dealer demos. You know, driving Focuses, Escort ZX2 in 1998, which was a neat little two-door coupe thing back in the day when Escorts were like. Nobody liked the Escort, but it was yeah. it was sufficient. It, it did its <laughs> it, job. It, it did what it needed to it do. It needed. It totally. wasn't fancy, but it, it did what it did. Well, it's funny because so my the what was yours? Yeah, mine was the uh, Honda Civic. So I had a Honda Civic wow. hatchback, durable car, which was a great car. That'll run forever. Um, but I totaled it. Oh. So that was unfortunately the first accident <laughs> I was ever in as well. I was actually on my way to high school. I was in high school, and uh, I was driving. It was actually the like a day or two before Thanksgiving. I'll never forget it. And uh, oh, no. it was kind of like today, it was like foggy? rainy, wet, uh, foggy, oh, no. um, and cold. So like, you know, the, <laughs> tires were cold, everything oh, was no. cold. So of course I was kind of coming up a hill and I gunned it a little bit going up the hill and to get front-wheel drive. So it went an under and there was another car literally at the very top of the hill waiting to make a uh, oh, no. turn. They couldn't make a turn yet because there was oncoming traffic. Yeah. And literally, as soon as I got to the top of the hill, I hit the brakes. And you went And straight. I just went sliding oh, right no. into the back of the van. Oh, no. And, that, and I ended up totaling the car. I mean, wow. the whole front end was, was really bad. I mean, I was fine. Everything was okay. Did but, the airbags go off? Uh, 
No, actually, I don't think it did. Okay, it probably wasn't going. So, you weren't going fast. I wasn't going the, fast enough where on the it did deceleration. That, yes. But it was still enough of oh, an impact. Oh yeah. Oh sure. That the entire front of the car was just done. Oh, absolutely. Um, so unfortunately, it was total. But it was a workhorse of a car. It was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were built like little tanks back then. Too. And what year was that? That was. It had to be a. Like mid '90s. Oh, those are those are the Accords that would go forever. Yes, it was a mid '90s uh, version of it. So you had a newer Accord recently, right? I I mean, I, I mean Civic. I mean Civic. I did. I had a Civic. Yeah, recently. And, and tell me, could you tell that the older ones were were more durable than the new ones? For sure, because I got hit by a deer with this one. <laughs> the deer came off to this. I don't have a lot of luck. I seem to get hit a lot, unfortunately. Uh, it's not me. It's just. Things like to hit me. Yeah. Uh, you know, but except the, for that first one. That yeah. One, that was my fault. Yeah, that, that's fine. I, I'll admit to that one. But um, but you would say the older ones were oh, like sure. just in general, the, not just durability on the, on, the, on the parts, just like it just seemed to run better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, they were just built more solid. Even okay. though I feel like they might have been a little heavier back then. They could have The been. metal was different. You know. Oh, sure. I mean, now everything's aluminum, fiberglass. Well, look at the like, paints in the cars. The, cars, you know, the paints on cars don't. They're, yeah. wa they're almost water-based now because they had to take all the chemicals out. That's why cars chip so quickly now and, and I feel so like easily. if I was driving the old Civic that I had and got hit by the deer, there would have been a tiny little mark on the side of the car. <laughs> this last one literally had to get a door replaced, a fender replaced, a headlight replaced. Oh, the, my gosh. I mean, the mirror came off. Like, I mean, it, Jeez. it, it ended up doing, what was it, almost uh, four grand in damage. Wow. So, yeah, that's... Uh, and that's enough for the insurance companies. They don't, they don't want to deal with it. And, that, that is. And plus, probably, was were parts hard to get? Were, were, were things um, on... su Surprisingly, no. Okay. Not too bad, because okay. even though it's a newer one, it was a 23, um, the, it, the, that model has already been out for, I think, since 22. Okay. So it's already been a full year that it's been out. So really released in, I guess, 20 in 20 the okay. end of 20 is when those models started coming out so that body style has been okay. out there so it seems like parts were, were pretty easy to oh, get, good so good wasn't too bad so uh going back to you so we talked a little bit about your journey and you kind of touched on this question already but what was the first car you bought for yourself which was the mustang obviously mustang, yep uh first car you modified mustang so i mean that, that thing was modified before <laughs> it even left the Left. I mean, as soon as it came in. Well, so tell me a little bit more about what was done, and then what you did do to it. I don't think we have enough time to do okay. it. But everything was done on it, but we could do it in short term here. But try, try to try yeah. to give me the full let's, summary. Let's see here. Uh, as soon as it came in, they put the they put the boiler exhaust on the back because I wasn't messing anything Sounds up. Sounds great too. Well, that's because other things have yes. been done to it. Uh, then it went over to the over to the our our third party body shop to in these in these painted high uh, performance white Ford performance white stripes from nose to tail and he also put on the ducktail spoiler so he had to paint that blue and he had to paint the stripes on it so he had to line it all up and get it all I mean from when I, I remember going over there one day just to pick something up for for the shop I forget what I had to go over to get something and I saw my car sitting there and it was taken apart the bumpers mm -hmm. were off the hood was off um, and they were, and you could see the tape was the, the, the fine line tape was there to, to mask all the stripes because the guy did exactly what I wanted: ten inch stripes with a two inch gap in the middle, um, from the very bottom to the very bottom of the back, and it mm -hmm. goes through. And that's how you could tell all in those year Mustangs if the paint went through the license plate area, 
that was painted because there was no way to get vinyl to curve in that funky shape. Interesting. Okay. They would always go around the license mm. plate opening. But if it went through, they were painted stripes because okay. you can you can you can just tape it off and just paint it completely through. And that's what I did on that. Um, and it stayed like that for a while. Then I put a quarter intake on it from Air Raid because you don't need a computer tune for that because back mm -hmm. in the day, nowadays it's really dangerous. Not dangerous, but like you have dealers are really want to like don't want you to mess with their cars. Like the yeah. new Corvettes, well, the new 24 Mustang is locked. I don't think anybody's tuned it yet because they can't unlock the PCM. Mm -hmm. um, and other cars are going to be like that too. Um, so I just did the Air Raid colder intake, which you just put it in and had an insert that would be the same size as, as factory and it wouldn't throw a code. We got better mileage, got a little bit better kick um, and, and power. Not much, but enough. Because mm -hmm. that was the inception of drive-by-wire yeah. throttle body. It was, you know, electronic electronic right. throttle body. There was no more cable anymore in those cars in the S197. Um, and then I guess a year, and then little things, you know, um, you know little trinkets inside, you know, um, some aluminum trim here and there, you know, aluminum mm -hmm. the emergency brake handle and you know, painted the painted the switch plates myself using paint instead of putting the aluminum ones on top. But then, like a couple years later, I'm like, you know what? The car is pretty good. And talking to the guys at work, there's like they're not going to void your warranty for anything as long as it doesn't cause the issue. So like, if something happened with a colder intake, right. they're not going to you're not going to lose your warranty for the entire car just on that part. Gotcha. So it's like if your power window goes, right. well, power window has nothing to do with your emission system. Right. So Makes but, sense. but see, yeah. people had years back mm -hmm. then, mm -hmm. especially tuning a car. But on those cars back then, it, you just unhook the battery and it shows it's a, a dead battery code. They'd have no idea you actually tuned the car because you could put it back to stock. Um, long tube headers. Um, and at the time I had high flow catalytic converters on it um, uh, with an H pipe. So hence the really, really, you know, mm -hmm. 60s, because all I wanted, all the people back in the day, they were doing superchargers on the car. I didn't want to put a supercharger on it. It's too expensive. And that motor is great. It doesn't get a lot of love because it's between the motor from the Mach 1 in 04, the 32-valve modular, and the 5-liter Coyote. Right. So that, that five, uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's the short little window, the 3-valve V6, 4.6-liter uh, V8 does mm -hmm. not get love, but it sounds very unique. And you can modify it for cheap. And it sounds really cool once you modify it. Now there's no cats on my car um, because my car is now a classic. So um, just waiting for my classic plate to come in. As soon as it comes in, no more emissions testing for me, which is really cool. That's cool. Because um, yeah. once a car hits 15 years old in Pennsylvania, you can get a classic tag. And then it doesn't need emissions testing. It just needs safety safety testing. So, there you go. Nice. Um, but that's where the sound comes from really good. Um, yeah. And then... Change the seats, put Roush seats in it, um, put the turned aluminum dashboard from a bullet, 2008 Bullet Mustang, which has real turned aluminum, but it's coated with plastic, so it doesn't fingerprint, but it has that cool turned aluminum look, you know, the, the, like, like a um, Trans Am, like okay. the old Trans Am dashboards yeah. back in the day. Bullet shift knob, um, you know, center mounted fog lights, uh, like, the, uh, like a 67 GT350 Shelby. Shelby wheels, which are my favorite thing because nobody has them, nobody uses them. And you can't find them anymore. And I did ding one, so not terribly, but it's enough that I'm really mad at myself for doing. Sure, um, of course. Hansel will fix them eventually. He has to figure out how to do it the right way because it's uh, I, I I did a number on the on it's a it's a machined lip, and mm -hmm. he has the machine, but he's got to figure out how to do it the right way because he doesn't want to experiment on my wheel. Um, but they look like 
10 spokes from a 67 GT350. Because my thought process back in the day was the way that car looks today is how I dreamed it before I ordered it. Gotcha. And it basically came out to what I wanted. So that's awesome. I'm not doing anything else to that car. There's, you know, it's got an in dash DVD nav, which I needed for an iPod back in the day because it had mm -hmm. no iPod connection in 2006. There wasn't even a line in cable until okay. 2007. So you yeah. couldn't even plug it in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's going to turn 60,000 miles soon. And, you know, for 17 year old cars, so I'm, yeah. I'm driving it. I think I've driven it 6,000 miles this year, uh, which, okay. is, which is the most I've driven in a long time on that car. Um, you know, cars and coffee every Saturday morning at Northbrook, as long as it doesn't rain. Um, and anything else that's going on, and yeah. all the guys will, will go someplace and whatnot. Yeah. So, but um, it's pretty much, it's, it's a work, it was always a work in progress, but I think the work is done. Gotcha. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Now you got to start I, modifying your car. I, well, yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'll put a drop in K and N in that for now. That's fine. That, that'll be fine for now. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, so my actually my first real car that I modified. What was it? any major modification? I had a 2009 Mustang, so it was a V6. Oh, very cool. Uh, you I know, had similar demo back in the day. There was body was, style was great, and yeah. all that. You know, so retro body style. Yep. Actually, and I put a pipes. Uh, oh yes. I know them very Axle well. back exhaust on it. I did that myself. They're at a Hatfield. That was one of the first first real modifications I did. Oh, very cool. Cold air intake. So uh, yeah, it was a good sounding car. That it was four liter engine was a it was. good engine. It, it was, was a very it was awesome. good engine. Yeah, yeah. So that was the that was my first like, and I did a lot too. I put like the headlight splitters. I had oh cool. You know, like the. Uh, kind of the hood pins and oh neat you know yeah. i had stripes i put stripes on it oh, i did excellent. vinyl yeah black vinyl stripes that i did myself so oh, like cool. so there was a lot of cosmetic stuff yeah, too yeah, yeah. that i did uh but that was like really the first car that i had that i was like oh i want to make this something different like oh, yeah. i want to i want to make it mine you had to you yeah. had to stand out yeah. because there were so many of them yep and you know they all looked mm -hmm. for the most part you know the same but you yeah. know now you see them out and about they're you can still oh, you can modify them like crazy now. Yeah, and, and <laughs> unlike the Coyotes and you know the new S five fifties, the parts for that stuff are still very inexpensive to yeah. do. So if somebody picks one up, they can just yep. you know go to CJ Pony Parts and like, oh look, uh -huh. that's a hundred dollars for LED LED fog lights. Yeah, you know, it's nothing. It's nothing. Well, so it's which funny. Is really cool. I, going back to one of the questions, it was like, what's the first car you bought yourself? Yeah. Uh, for me, like the one that I'm like most proud of that I bought first for myself was a BMW actually so it was oh, a 2001 BMW uh, 318i oh so it was very the cool. dark blue with the with the beige yeah interior it was gorgeous it was like I was so happy with that car um, I was working at the time for singular which was an affiliate yeah. of AT&T sure. yeah, um, yeah. and it was this is prior to the iPhone so this is this is the between like 2001 and 2005. So before the smartphones, so before still had, smartphones, still had like the the the, the, the Motorola Razor, yeah, was the flip huge. Phones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nokia's, the little bricks, uh, oh yeah, the, sure. the little Ericsons, <laughs> like all Ericsson. of that stuff oh was so popular. Forgot about and, that. And and I worked uh, in King of Prussia Mall at the Singular store, and I made a killing, and I was doing really well. And that was like one of my first really successful jobs where I was doing well, and I was like, "Well, I'm treating myself." And heck yeah, I bought that car, and uh, you know, it was like three hundred something a month payment or something on it at the time, and it was like, "Well, this is this is pretty steep for 
for it's okay. You know, it's a 20, 20 year old kid doing this. And yeah, uh, but it was a three eighteen, which was but a, they were cool. Cars. It was awesome. Like I just absolutely loved it. I didn't do anything to it, no modifications or anything like that. I just enjoyed driving it. It was a, it was a fantastic driving car, um, and it wasn't. It didn't have the. Uh, X drive, so it, didn't, it wasn't all wheel. It yeah, was rear wheel. It was just you know, yeah. just like standard classic kind of BMW, and it was just a blast. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's dive into some dream cars. So talking about iconic kind of cars, um, what was your favorite car from like a TV show when you were growing up? I have to think about that because. You know, there's been so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is true. Um, let's see, the Fall Guy pickup truck was really freaking cool. Okay. If, 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 I don't know if you remember I the don't Fall. Think I've seen that. Fall Guy was Lee Majors. He was a he was a stuntman, but he also was a, he he did bounty. He was a bounty hunter on the on the on the side, and okay. he had a lifted GMC Jimmy a GMC. I don't know what it was. You know, pickup truck, and it was pretty cool looking. It had huh. KC lights and the and the chrome bar nice. behind behind his yeah, uh, yeah. The, the cab. That was a pretty cool truck, and they beat the crap out of that. Um, of course, Miami Vice, um, you know the Daytona, the, the fake Daytona, because uh -huh. it was a you know it was a Corvette bodied, a Corvette chassis Daytona body. But then they had the real Testarossa, which mm -hmm. was really cool, and they had them repainted white because when they were given them, they were given red cars, and they had to repaint them so it would show yeah. better on camera. Um, Magnum PI, okay. 308 Ferrari, yeah. you know, never had the roof on because you couldn't fit with the target top one that, you know you know which is pretty funny because he's i guess he's a pretty tall guy they yeah, said tall um yeah night rider but you know that you know that was so you know everybody everybody wanted everybody it. liked that car everybody liked just, that yeah you know? it was it was just the 18 cool. van was pretty cool yeah yeah the 18 van was really uh -huh. cool yep um if you're just going off tv but if you go movies yeah that was the next question so yeah what what's the movie car it has to be yeah, you got to go back to two movies you got to go back to you know seeing seeing uh, Back to the Future uh, in the early, you know, I didn't even know what the heck it was. I remember mm -hmm, going home mm -hmm. from my, I guess, it came out in 86, so I was probably 10, 11, because we watched it, in, I watched it at my friend's house when I was young, when okay. I was really young, and put it in the VCR, and I'm like, what is that car? And I'm like, and I, like, Dad, it was this car where the doors would go up, and it, it was a D, and it's like, oh, a DeLorean. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is that? And then he started telling me about it. Sure. And you know, if once you really learn about that car, the, the motor is not that great. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's iconic because no matter where you go, mm -hmm. that movie yep. is awesome. Yep. The, the cast is awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, took we took went to Radwood with one of our friend's cars. Mm -hmm. uh, he has he has two of those three. Actually, he's got really three movie cars because he's got the Pretty right. Woman car. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> wanted to go around the DeLorean. Uh -huh. Every and some guy drive. Dressed up as Marty, his friend was dressed up as Doc, and they had. Ah, oh, that's great! It, it tells you how how much how loved that car is, and it doesn't matter. You can have a Lamborghini, Murcielago pulling into a car show, but then if you have a DeLorean with the doors up, all the kids are going to flock to the DeLorean because of, because of what it is. Because it's just it's, right. it is what it is. Right. Uh, and then um, beginning at Cannonball Run with the with the black Countach. Okay. Um, just. You know, yeah, they sped the they sped the film up throughout. But hearing that engine when he when they're just gunning it through the desert and the cops are trying to catch that car, <laughs> it's just like you know what is this thing? Because I remember seeing a picture of that car in fourth grade. A, 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 a classmate had a book of, of, on the Lamborghini Countach, and I'm like, what is that car? 
because it was so wedgy, so mm-hmm. nothing looked like that. And, no. and I got the book like a day later, told my mom, like, I, I got to get this book. And we found the book at a bookstore, and I must have read that book cover to cover, it was like forever. But, you know, that car, you know, that is that is the iconic sure. car because sure. of just what it looks like. And, yeah. You know, um, and you just, nothing. Mm-hmm. And still, even mm-hmm. today, nothing looks like that no. car. Um, you know, nobody thought they would be worth what they're worth today. Sure. You know, I remember years ago, you could buy them for, you know, 10, 15 years, you could buy them for fifty, sixty-five thousand dollars mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to cost you a lot to fix it because the motor's got to come out and do the clutch. And But now they're worth four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand. Who, who, yeah, who would have thought, thought that? That's just nuts. So, so those are the movie cars. Yeah. I, I, you know, those, and maybe one, one more, um, um, a pretty woman car. You know, because everybody sees a Lotus Esprit, which I love that car. I love the brand so much. Um, they just think they just think the movie. They just think Julie mm-hmm. Roberts driving that car through yeah. Beverly Hills, just going around corners real quick on it. And they're like, "What is that thing?" It's like it's not a Lamborghini. It's not a. It's a kind of has a Lamborghini look yep. to it. Yep. But yeah, very f- uh-huh. that wet windshield. If I'm yep. not mistaken, there's no curves on that windshield. It is a flat plane of glass. That's crazy. Which is crazy on yeah. that car. Yeah. So what what were your what, what were your movie cars? Um, yeah, I think, so, t- TV-wise, I, I probably was more of the Knight Rider. Okay. That was more my, like, generation, you know, I, yeah. I remember coming home from school and, like, <laughs> wanting to put that on and watch it. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like, that, I think, was, was the ultimate kind of, like, TV, uh, car for me, but, um, movie-wise, I would say more recently is, uh, the Eleanor Mustang, mm-hmm. Gone in 60 Seconds, is kind of that just classic iconic i love that the gray with the black stripes mm-hmm. uh obviously my mustang now i have the silver yep. with the black stripes yep. like i just that look of the eleanor yeah i just i don't know something about it love that car um those those would probably be my two main ones um but i was going to ask you you already kind of touched on for this little game that i was going to do uh a tale of two cars you kind of already gave one away because i was going to put Two cars against each other and see which one you would want in your collection. Okay. So obviously it was the Back to the Future DeLorean versus uh, Kit, you know? Oh, so I, would, I would take the Back to I would take a DeLorean. I think you already answered that I one. I would take a DeLorean. So now, here, let me, I think I know where you're going to go on this one. Um, Steve McQueen, Bullet Mustang <laughs> versus the Gone in 60 Seconds Eleanor Mustang. Well, that's easy because I'm not a fan of the Eleanor car. I'm just, okay. I'm just not. Um, that is, I mean, I'm, I'll you know when you post this and whoever watches it, they'll they'll I'll get flamed. No, it's no, totally fine. No, it's, the, it's, the it's, it's car is amazing it, it's, too. No, but it's, like it's, it's that car is not a Shelby Mustang. Well, is, I I get it. Yeah, that, it. that is the Jerry movie. Bruckheimer's the, idea. The, yes. That was Jerry Bruckheimer's idea. I know. Chip Foose helped him. <laughs> Chip Foose did. I love Chip Foose. I met Chip Foose. And I I know, but that car I just you know, and it goes in hand because. The reason, that's the small reason why, because there was a company, um, and you can look it up, Unique Performance, it's a very weird story. They were taking Fastback 67, 68 Mustangs, chopping them up to make Eleanor cars okay. to sell them, sure. which were taking cars away from people that wanted to do a Steve McQueen bullet right. tribute, yep. and eventually they got shut down because they were VIN swapping where they weren't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting story back in the early 2000s uh, mm-hmm. when that movie came out and such, and, and it's, a, it's a neat read to, to find a story about them. But um, you know, it's funny because you know, 
I'm a McQueen junkie. I have, you know, yeah. posters. I have, you know, I think on my Maverick, there's a there's a number 20 golf decal in the back window. Um, I have other golf stuff with him on it. <laughs> I have his shoes, you yeah. know, for, that I yeah. used to wear around um, with number 20 on it. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted my Mustang to actually be green, but they didn't offer it. Mm-hmm. And when they came out with a Bullet Mustang in 2008, I'd already modified my car yeah, for it. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't turn back now. Yeah. And it killed me because I love that movie. Um, the movie's great. A lot of people don't even watch the movie. They just watch the chase scene and it's like right. it's, it's actually yeah. it's a pretty neat movie. Um, you know, it's nothing fancy, but it was a pretty pretty interesting movie. Had a very young uh, Robert um, Robert Duvall as the cab driver that nobody knew it was Robert Duvall. You know, because he was so young then. Huh. Um, at the when he was taken. Um, he was taking Frank Bolt around to the different places where the uh, where the bad guy was, um, and then he had a um, Mr. Roper, I guess, from Three's Company. He was also okay. in the movie too, as as one of the as his uh, chief of police. I can't remember, but um, I would definitely take the Bullet Mustang. Yeah, any yeah. day. I had a feeling that's where Sunday, you were going to go with that one. You know, so. just you know, that car is. You know, it's, it's, it, I'm glad they found the car, and the car is. You know, it is being preserved now because you know the story about how they found that car in a in, in a collection just rotting away was just a, a mm. crime, and nobody thought it would be worth anything because it was just a Mustang. Right, yeah. It wasn't even anything yep. fancy. Right. Um, I did read a story that they're coming out with another movie. Really? Yeah. Um, not a not a not a redo, not a sequel, another story of Frank Bull. And the rumor is, hmm. what did I read? It was was it going to be Brad Pitt playing Frank Bullet? I can't remember, but there is a there. There Spielberg's attached to it. And he, okay, it, it's going to be another story involving Frank Bullet. Interesting. I don't know if it's going to be modern. I don't know how they're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They've been talking about it, it you know, because you can't redo the movie. Don't yeah. redo the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't redo the movie. But if you're going to do something like that, another tale, that'd be kind of cool. I feel like more recently, in the last like 10, 15 years, there's been a lot more uptick of like movies or good storylines that they've kind of been recreating oh, absolutely. from the automotive world. Oh, yeah. Uh, even like Ford versus Ferrari. Saw that the awesome, night it came out. Awesome movie. Um, I mean, obviously, the uh, what's it called? Fast and the Furious franchise has gone on way too long. But I have uh, no problem with that movie. No, I'm going there for three, two and a half well, hours. The, the to, original to, one was still... Oh, it was great. I mean, you can't beat it was awesome. that. But, it was awesome. But, but, uh, and, yeah. I, and I love the... I know a lot of people hated... At first, they hated Tokyo Drift. Okay. I love Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Tokyo Drift was great. It was a great story. It holds up really well. You know, I, I haven't watched 6, yeah, 7, right. yep. 8, I know. 9, or 10. On well, it's funny because when they five. come on, I'm like, I don't even remember which one this is. But I watch, I will watch 5 again because 5 was five in Brazil. That was so cool because you know, The Rock finally came in and then, you know, you had you had they're all there. Right. Han was yeah, there. Yeah. You know they brought them all back to do the yeah, that was just really cool. Um, and just all the cars that they plus in that movie there's a GT40. Yeah. And there's a Pantera in that movie yeah. at the very beginning of the movie, which is really cool. So I mean, uh, even like there's a new Ferrari movie coming out. Right. That um, looks great. That Adam looks, Driver. Yeah, oh, that looks. Yeah, great. it looks and, really good. I saw some of the previews. And it's gonna be him not making the cars. It's gonna be him driving for Alfa Romeo as a race car driver before when he's mm-hmm. younger, which is gonna be mm-hmm. really interesting. I still want to see too the Orlando Bloom, uh, Gran Turismo. I you know I haven't on my I haven't even I downloaded I haven't Did watched you? it yet. Okay, yeah. 
you know, yeah, I, I'll have to. Uh, Rich says to watch go back it. And he says it's it great. Yeah. He says it's a really good movie. Yeah, I definitely I want to check that. I haven't out. watched that yet. And then you know, it's like, um, there's you know, Ford vs Ferrari was great. Rush was awesome. Rush was phenomenal. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And there was a I don't know if you you watched some Formula One, right? Uh, some, yeah. I haven't gotten too into it. Okay. John's gotten more into yeah. it than you know. Because um, Brad Pitt is doing a Formula One movie. Okay. Because he was filmed, um, I forget which track it was, but he was in a suit. He's a driver, an aging driver, and they're, they're but they're doing it because that was remember the movie Driven with Stallone. Okay. That was supposed to be Formula One, and they wanted a gazillion dollars to use their rights, so they made it about CART or IRL. So and it, and huh. it yeah it was because that was Bernie Ecclestone own own. Formula One at the time, and he, oh, you want to use Formula One? You, you got to pay me a lot yeah. of money. But that movie uh, huh. that Brad Pitt's coming out with, it's supposedly, I don't know what it's called, but they, there was pictures. You can just Google it. You yeah. can see it. The, yeah, I'll have to do well, some research on it. He's actually at the tracks, and they're they're doing filming during the actual races. Oh, that's and he's, cool. And he, I think he, his suit's got all the, what was the watch, Brad? Was it IWC, probably? Um, might be one of the spots. Oh, okay. So gotcha. it's, it's going to be yeah, pretty yeah. neat. So I think I did see something about that, because I, I remember seeing something about a watch. You know, and I think it was tied to that. Cause, it, it, it's going to yeah. be pretty. I don't mm-hmm. know when it's coming out because of the strike and stuff. Okay, but I would love him as a race car driver. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because he's always been at the tracks. Yeah, uh, he's always been into it. Um, you know, even you know whatever the movie, um, Transporter. Right. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. Love that movie. That movie yeah, was so cool. For sure. That's, that movie was so cool. I know. Yeah, that was a good one. There's a lot. There's been a lot of good uh, automotive. I will say the Lamborghini. Awesome cars. The Lamborghini movie was not good. No. Okay. <laughs> that was not a good. That was. It was an interesting story, but it was. It was not that accurate. It was. It was. It was kind of very low budget. Yeah. Unlike Ford versus Ferrari, which is like one of the best movies. Right. Best car movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And they got and it had all the replica cars from, Superformance and mm-hmm. race car replica. It just mm-hmm. that movie was just awesome. And they all nailed it. They, you know, you know, yeah. Um, Matt Damon's a lot shorter than Carol Shelby, but it worked. Yeah. It and 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 uh, Christian Bale as Ken Miles was perfect. Yeah. Every, was, everything was, was great. That was that was fantastic. Everything was yeah. good on that movie. Yeah, that I really enjoyed that one. So happy yeah. they made that movie because it needed that, that was a story that needed to be told. So, yeah. And I'm glad they did that. That was so. awesome. Yep. All right, so I think we're going to wrap it up here. Okay. So, of course, we've come to the end of the ultimate cargasm, which leads okay. us to your ultimate cargasm car. So, that's the last question for you. If money was absolutely no object and you had that one can't dream be, car. It has to be one, can't be two? It has to be one. No. What, what's the one? Ford, 2005, 2006 Ford GT. And it's so funny because that's the same for me. You know, it's just having, something about that car. Having driven them multiple times, had clients that had them at work. And, and what's your color on that? 06, the heritage color, the golf color ones. Which of is, course. Which, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll give you something to stew on. Yeah. If you put that car, that 2006, they made 343 in that color. And now there's some wrecked. In the, you know, they made mm-hmm. 4,038 cars, or some say 4,033 um, in two years. And if you put that Heritage car next to the new Heritage, uh, 19 or 20, because the same yeah. color, they just the only difference was the numbers are different because they mimic the the Le Mans cars, six, uh, nine and six for 19 and 20, and then they put a pinstripe on the number six car to separate the two colors. The colors are way off. 
the color on the really because I believe huh. you need to have the licensing to use the true Gulf colors from Gulf Oil International because it's a trademarked color. Wow, okay. Because, like, McLaren has the rights to use it on their cars. Porsche has the rights to use it on their cars. They paid the money because it's, hmm. it's a, that's, a, that's a brand they keep very – you just can't, like, sell stuff. And, you know, they, I guess they want their trademark. You know, they, they sure. want their intellectual property taken care of. Yeah. I mean, it, the color is heritage blue and epic orange on the 2006. And it looks really good, but if you put it next to it, the, the blue on the 06 is way darker. Hmm. Though it's light than the actual – 1920 heritage because they use the color supposedly they they scan the color from an from the actual winning race car um, interesting and okay. that's how they got the color matched yeah to a t but wow. yeah that, the car drives like a ford focus it drives like a mustang it's so simple it's just you know it's like yeah the doors some people hate the doors because you can't get out unless you have to be able to open the door all, all the way, way right because of the, because of the top the, yeah, the, roof the, the roof goes in just yeah. like the race car did yeah. because you can jump in instead of having to climb in uh-huh. um but the cars are durable. The cars can go forever. The motor is way overbuilt. It can handle so much power without hmm. doing anything. It, it'll handle a thousand horsepower without even without even sweating anything. Yeah. Um, only problem is you just can't get parts for them anymore. That's the only problem. And they're worth so much money. It's almost yeah. you'd be scared to drive it on certain days because you just God forbid something happens to it, you're not getting another one. If if the one you want is the one you want, sure. But yeah, something happens. Yeah, you can always find another one as long as you you know have it insured for what it's worth. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I remember back in the day they were going for as low as one hundred and ten thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Two thousand ten time frame. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted them. Yep. Um, and everyone thought, oh, they're just going to depreciate down. They'll be worth like eighty grand. They can pick them up right. like yeah. the price of a, you know, at the time a Testarossa. Not because even them growing up, but now they're three fifty. Yeah. Yep. 350 for one with miles, 400, 450 for one with like four digit miles, 500, 550 for one with teen miles in, in two digits. And mm-hmm. if it's a heritage car, it's worth like five to 600,000. And, you know, but the, the thing is, like, I would love that car, but like for that value, I'd rather buy a small group of cars. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, you know, and right. then I could have my. There's so much more you could do with yes. that bucket of money. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You can buy. I could buy a, totally. a, a handful of little Lotus cars uh-huh. and a lease and a Spree yep. and a Vora GT, import a Carlton, which is the right-hand drive sedan, which is crazy. Nobody knows what it is, and then you got a little. You got a little garage, but like if you said one car, that would be the car. That would be the car. That'd be yeah. the car. I'm right there with and, you. Yeah, but what color would you Now, see, I'm, I'm white with the blue stripes. Okay. I just, I love okay. that look. It's just something classy about it to me. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that the, would that would be the way I would go. I think I just got an email from uh, from Bring a Trailer. There's actually one on there right now. Yeah. 97 miles. Jeez. 57 miles. It was, it, was, it was under 100 miles, and it had the standard wheels. It did not have the upgraded wheels. It didn't have okay. the standard BBS, the six-spoke, not the multi-spoke upgraded a lightweight BBS wheels, um, and it's probably that's it's a GT, so they'll probably have it be a ten day or twelve day auction. So yeah. I'm curious what that'll do. Um, it's going to do some crazy number. I'm sure it will. And it'll never. Yeah. And the really sad thing is, it won't get driven. Yeah. That car. Yeah. That car is just. It's going to sit in someone's garage. Yeah. They're going to stare at it. They're going to go up and wipe it with a diaper. You know, you know, Ferris Bueller. There's another movie car for you. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm there with you. So that's good. We got the same exact car, which is pretty cool. Um, but you know, this has been fun. Yeah, this has been fun. You know, I will say, yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll, you know, in today's age, 
And that we talk, I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but a lot of us have talked about it because we're, we're, we're about the same age group, yeah, you know. Yeah. Kids today have it so easy to see crazy cars. Absolutely. They're everywhere. Yep. You know, you can go down to the Lamborghini dealer in Devon. They'll just walk in, they'll let you look around, mm -hmm. and it's great. Yep. You can go down to the Ferrari dealer down by Villanova, walk in. Yeah. The guy there, he's awesome. Yep. Walk, you know, because he knows people aren't going to go in and, and make a scene. They're not going to touch things. Just enjoy, take pictures, yeah. have fun. Same with McLaren. Back when I was in, you know, elementary school, and you yep. never yeah. saw these things. No. Ever. The car show was it. That yeah, was that was it. You're right. That, the, the Philadelphia car show exactly. once a year. That's right. That was it. And that's what my father, you know, always took John and I. We would always go to the car show every year. That was our big thing. He mm -hmm. would he would either, you know, get tickets online or, yep. or from a dealership friend. Yeah. Somebody he's he worked with. Yep, that's right. Um, and we always would go. And that's where we got an opportunity to see a lot of those cars. But now you're right. The opportunity we <sighs> get today and being crazy in the car community and kind of like knowing some of these people who own these cars, yeah. it's just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, so, I can remember. So fortunate to, to see what we get to see. I mean, seeing a Porsche in the 80s was a thing. That was like, oh my God, it's a 911. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, was, I, I grew up near Holbert's dealership in Warrington when Al Holbert was alive before he passed away and stuff. And then, you know, some guy in town had a 308 Ferrari and that was like, Oh my gosh! And then I didn't even think about seeing a Countach until mm -hmm. I saw one at at a, at a car show in at Airport Square um, in like '89, an anniversary Countach. But that was like you didn't see him. Like I actually, my dad took me to Kerbeck in 1991 in eighth grade to see a Diablo, and I and I went to see the the Lotus in '88 to see an Esprit. But that was like you don't see them today. Now yeah. it's like oh, on the way home I can get passed by a Huracan, go into the store. <laughs> Yeah, it's seriously. It's crazy. It is. It's nuts. And, Absolutely and you nuts. know, it's just so the kids today have it way easier than we did growing up to see really cool, crazy, fabulous cars. And, yeah. you know, and heck, we didn't carry around cameras. So it's like, you tell, I saw a Lamborghini. Yeah. No, you didn't. Right. No, you didn't. Now everybody's got one in their pocket. That's so. right. And they can see, I, exactly. I, I saw a Koenigsegg. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. Wow. But yeah, that's, that's the one thing I always want people to know. Like today access to these cars which is great because yeah. you know if you have these cars you got to take them out you got to sure. share them with everybody because you know some people it's just like watching an athlete play mm -hmm. it may be the only time they see that car you yeah. know, they may be visiting from out of town and like and they'll never see you know the Koenigsegg that, that mm -hmm. John brings around yeah, yeah. they'll never see it again because no, there's only 80 of them in the world one of 80 yeah, yeah. seriously so it's like you that car's unbelievable to, to let you know let people see it up close you know it'll, it's really cool people do that, oh, yeah. you know, because, you know, it's, it's, it's when you hide them in the garage and, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't see the stuff, it's like, it's kind of, a, it, 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 I feel for the cars because it's like, they were meant, yeah. they were built, designed, engineered to be driven, mm -hmm. enjoyed, shared. So you got a cool car, bring it out. doesn't matter what yeah. it is. And I think matter we're also is. very fortunate in this area to also have the classics, like the mm -hmm. classic auto mall. Oh yeah. We can go out to Morgantown and it, anytime you can months, go in there and literally around. see 
every car from your childhood. That's like, right. Every car from your father's childhood. You know, like <laughs> seriously, like you can see everything. That and, is really cool. And too. it's really cool. And it's also one of those places too where like I like to go every once in a while because I like to look at. You know, like I just did a video recently on the, on all the Mustangs. Yeah. And you can literally see every Mustang. Every yeah, generation right. is there. That's right. I they, did they one are. on Corvette. You know, like every generation of Corvette is there. So you can literally go and about doing and that. and, cool and kind of see all of those cars in one place. And, and you know, for us, it's pretty close by, which is great. So we get to enjoy that. Go every couple months because yeah. they, they, they flip the inventory so often. And, you know, you get there at 9 o'clock, you spend... You know, two hours is still not enough time to, to see it all, but you, you're just like, you're kind of like, it's time to go. You got to yeah. go get something to eat or something. But no, it's just the stuff that is there and, and you can see, and you see the weirdest yeah. things too. Yeah, the for sure. The weirdest thing. Yeah. You know, you know, a, a like the Amphicar or whatever. Yeah, the Amphicar, the, the, uh, 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 Citroën, uh, Ducheveau, you know, just crazy the stuff. Batmobile. Yeah, the, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the real Batmobile that's sitting there, you know. Yeah, and, and, you know, it is. Just, well, and I've seen Panteras in there and yeah. I've seen. You know, again, they're uh, DeLoreans. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you get to see stuff like that too. Yeah. Which again are cars that you don't see every day. Nope. But, you know, nope. those that they have that kinds of stuff there. So yep. it's pretty awesome. Yep. So yeah, we are lucky. We are very lucky. Well, we'll wrap it up there. So guys, uh, if you enjoyed this, like it, share it, thumbs up. A lot of fun. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the other upcoming episodes. We're gonna have a lot more people to talk to and a lot more fun. And uh, if People want to follow you on Instagram? 054GT, my dream car. Um, pretty much it. I don't have Facebook. so There you go. Just, you can follow the Jeff there on Instagram. And I'm the Automotive Junkie. Thanks and have a great day.